Let's talk. We're we talking now. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk uh, about this amazing feat. It happened in February, and uh, I'm imagining that Nonto Mgabi has recovered a little bit from running seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Just think about that. Nonto joins us now. You, have you recovered from the stiffness, Nonto? Oh, thanks, John. Yes, um, I have. Absolutely. I was just, you know, just saying and, and looking forward to comrades. That's how much <laughs> I have recovered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, each to their own. All right, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Uh, seven, mar- seven marathons in seven days. Difficult at the best of times. Seven continents. What's the, what was the, the thought behind doing that? Yeah, it was just really inspired by three things. One is obviously my love for adventure and challenging myself. And mostly it was really done in aid of a needy primary school in Duba Duba in Dugutugu village. In 2018, when I was running 100 miler, so we had an opportunity to donate to a foundation that is feeding needy children. So I did that. And after a race, they invited me to go and inspire um, uh, young kids through sports and that school happened to be Keeping Gunzi Primary School. So when I visited the school and I saw the needs of the school, I mean in some of the classrooms, John, there was over 100 uh, learners in hmm. one classroom. Then I looked at that and I was just shattered, you know. Obviously very often um, children who are from a deep rural village, because they're out of sight, they can be out of mind, you know. Mm. And it's sad to obviously witness that because a genius is equally distributed, but opportunities aren't. So when I thought of running seven marathons on seven continents, I thought I should really do it for something bigger than me. Mm. So I did it to raise funds to build five classrooms for the schools. As I'm chatting to you right now, the project is underway. Building has started will be completed in November. So it was that, as well as just really me loving running and also wanting to really push the limits. I'd, before we get into the logistics, which I'm fascinating about, I imagine there were times when you thought, all right, I could pack this all in now, but then you think of the reason that you're doing it, right? Absolutely. You saw sport on, especially the second marathon in Antarctica. <laughs> it was really difficult, right. you know? strong gale wind um i mean the conditions even by antarctica standards were very harsh i mean you run and the water that you're carrying turns into ice by the time you finish running running you you are convinced that you actually have a you know false bite bite Mm. and you can't even move your your hands you know and really i did think a lot about why i'm doing this over and above building the five classrooms, I also wanted to inspire the three children from that village mm. to actually look at a young girl like them. Some that when they look at, they see themselves reflected uh, 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 also. And also being the first African uh, female to run the seven marathon on seven continent, I wanted to inspire women. Okay, let, let's talk about that. And, and I'm amazed that nobody's done it before. First woman from Africa to complete the World Marathon Challenge. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. But it's, did you know that before you went into it? Actually, I only found out about it, uh, I think it was about four months or six months to, to, to the challenge. Right. When I signed up, I didn't know. I only knew that, yes, there's no female from South Africa who has done it. Mm. So when the race director saw my um, 
my motivation for also running this. And then he wrote back to me and say, actually, you'll be the first one from the African continent, first female. So I was like, oh, wow, okay, that is even more interesting. It must be great to know that not only did you do it, but you, you, you were one of the first. Your name will be in the record book forever. It. Sorry, you broke up there? No, I was saying yes, indeed. Okay. Now, let's talk about the logistics. Um, first of all, uh, you say you did 100 miles. So doing seven marathons in seven days, first of all, if you were to do that from your, your backyard and run a marathon and come back home every day, I imagine that at the best of times is the, a very difficult thing to do. Absolutely. The logistics were quite interesting. I mean, I remember when I looked at it, because I was looking for something that will challenge me. When I looked at it, I said, seven marathons on seven continents, seven days. Oh, no, they must be <laughs> kidding. How is that possible? And then I read up on it, and then I realized it's actually possible. Yes, it's physically demanding. Mm. That's for sure. But because you've got a dedicated uh, a charter plane that takes you from one continent to another, there's absolutely no time to recover. You only really try to recover while you're flying to the next continent. Mm. Because as you land, by the time you land, you're already wearing your gear for running. You really change on the, fly, on the plane. So you change your next running gear on the plane. And by the time you land, you start another race. You finish. Um, in fact, we ran four marathons without even taking a shower because we were pressed for time. Because we, we, we normally we start with Antarctica, but right. this year we started with Africa, Cape Town, because when we were about to leave for Antarctica, um, we were informed that the weather is not good. There's no way that our uh, plane will be able to land. So we had to go back. And then we attempted leaving again the following day, but conditions were still rough. So as a result, uh, our race director had to get actually a Russian uh, aircraft mm. uh, operated by people who are experienced in those weather conditions. So really, it was it was just quite packed. So we ended up starting with Africa and then Antarctica. We couldn't shower after Antarctica because we were late. Had to come back and change planes and get to the one to Australia. So it was just that that wow. interesting. Okay. So how many how many did it? How many people were together when they do when you were doing this? We were 36. 36 of you, unshowered yeah. in an aeroplane. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, just trying to ima- I'm just trying to imagine being somebody who has to serve you drinks and food on that plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, we were really in, in college in one boat. So you could not, when, you were here, when you were smelling something, yeah. I assumed you are the one smelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor old stewards and cabin crew that had to look after you. Yeah. Okay, all right, so you run in Africa, then you run in Antarctica. Do you run on ice and snow, or is there, was there land that you were on? No, it's just simply on, on ice. Wow. And, I mean, the gale wind was so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, when we got there, we actually, at some point, had two options, because the whole idea of the seven marathons is that you run it in seven days yes. unbroken. So when we landed, the wind was still very strong, and the race director said, look, we got to the Russian uh, military aircraft um, so that we can land, but the conditions are bad. It means two things. Let us hang around for a few hours and see if we can do this, able to do this, and we end up sleeping in Antarctica. This means we will do Antarctica and have to go back and repeat Cape Town for us right. to claim having ran seven days unbroken. That means we'll end up with eight marathons. Uh-huh. 
So obviously, when we had that, we were all convinced and made a decision we want to go ahead and run regardless of, of the weather conditions. Obviously, that meant some people will not be able to finish, and it meant that really um, the times in Antarctica will be a lot slower. But yeah, it was just that difficult. Nontum Mgambi is my guest today, South African runner, first woman from Africa to run seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Okay, so Cape Town you did, then you did Antarctica, you're back on a plane, fly back to South Africa and then fly to Australia. But this was all during summer, so you went from minus something something to to <laughs> Australia, which must have been in the, in the odd 30s. Yeah, absolutely. The only saving grace is that we actually landed in Australia around 11 p.m. and we started the race at 12 midnight. So that's slightly cooler, but it was really such a lovely, you know, change. I mean, moving from Antarctica, you Mm. know, and getting to somewhere where it's a little warmer, you're like, oh, thank you, Lord, for this (laughs) weather. So, yeah. Okay, we're going to continue this chat. Only three days in. you still got four more marathons to go. I want to find out about those soon. Yeah, yeah. And then after Wait, Australia, I wanna, we then... We, we need, to take, we need <laughs> to take a quick break, Nonto, and then we'll chat about those. You are listening to Sport Tracks on SAFM. Turning to South African marathon runner Nonto Mgabi became the first African woman to run seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. Uh, Nonto, when you hear rugby players, when they travel to Australasia, they always take a few days to acclimatize, get ready, get the body going after that long flight. How does the body handle the, the Cape Town, Antarctic, Australia flight? to you for me I was totally amazed by how well I recovered and for that I'm totally grateful um, but obviously what facilitates that is during your training you obviously your training focuses on high mileage mm. so you you run back to back long distance um, but of course lack of sleep is something that you don't train for you can't just compromise yourself sleep right. because you will encounter something like that, which is something that we obviously had to go through during the, the World Marathon Challenge. So what I really focused on is really recovery, drinking a lot of water and really eating a lot and, and, and also trying to sleep, you know. And that's how I tried to recover. And, yeah, I was totally surprised by how things turned out. Mm. Overall, um, for females, I got position four, something that I didn't plan. I mean, all I just wanted to do was just run and finish. So I was amazed by how I recovered uh, during the run. Okay. After Australia, where did you go? We went to Asia, Dubai. To Dubai. Oh, that's that's such a long flight. So I'm just trying to put in the miles together. So Cape Town, (laughs) Antarctica. Back to Cape Town, to Australia, and now you're in Dubai. Yes. In, in again, 30-odd degree centigrade. Yes. Okay. Yes. And again, we were lucky because we ran at night. I okay. think it was around about 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then after Dubai, we then went to South America. And after South America, then we obviously concluded in North America in Miami. Oh, sorry, I missed one. I missed one. You're going to go to Europe. The most beautiful, yes. And then after after Dubai, we went to Europe. Yeah. Um, we we did it in in Madrid, um, Formula One track. That oh, was wow. quite special. Yeah. Yes, that was quite special. Yeah, and then after that, then we went to South America in 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 Brazil and Fortaleza City, mm-hmm. and then we ended in North America in Miami. 
when you look back at it now, is it all just a blur, or do you have proper memories of of where you were at any one time? To be quite honest with you, I must be honest with you. In in its nature, you don't see much because you do what you need to do. Mm. If you were fast and finished a little early, you finish and be able to bank that shower. But your legs are stiff. You know, you can't even walk around. You know, like my strategy was run as fast as you can so that you can bank and a shower, and then you are able to eat and sit and try and recover. Need foam roll to try and recover. So we didn't get to see much. It's it was really about get in and just do it. What were your marathon times? Do you have those? Just to put it in perspective. Yes. Uh, oh, um, of the seven, I had four that I did under four hours. Sure. And then, I, yeah, so I had four that I did under four hours. And then Cape Town, the first one, I think it was four hours something mm-hmm. or five hours. Okay. And then Antarctica was the slowest, I think, seven hours or six. Six, uh, six hours and something, plus d- under seven. D- I mean, just, just to run a marathon in Antarctica, you can do that in 100 hours and still be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and to your point, I look back to honestly with you, John, and I'm, I'm totally humbled by how it turned out mm. because, of course, nerves were there, and that is deeply human. You know, I remember when I, I, I left, and because we were going to all meet in Cape Town, when I left uh, in Richard Bay for my flight to Cape Town, obviously there's so many, there was so, the names were so high, and I was just crying and saying, don't you, why did you sign up for this, you know? I mean, what is so wrong with you? And now I look back, and I can only just say one thing. Go after those things that you fear the most, mm. because that's where your strength lies. Have the courage to face and do those things that you fear. A balance of courage fear is perfectly normal. Don't shy away from the things that you fear or the things that you think you're not good enough. After all, you're supposed to do those things that part of you feels you're not ready for them. Do them anyway. So uh, you were saying right at the beginning of the interview, Nonto, that you wanted to do the comrades. Did you do the virtual comrades? Yes, I did. In fact, I did 45 kilometers. I did it to raise funds to feed 45 families. Needless to say, I was able to raise funds to feed 60 families through that wow. virtual run. Congratulations on that. So what's next for you then, Nantu? Yeah, it's interesting you've asked that question because we do have, um, obviously, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that has you know, stored some of the plans. But my next dream is to run uh, the North Pole Marathon, to run to the North Pole for a girl child. There's an initiative that I started, Go Beyond for a Girl Child. So I would love to do that in aid of a girl child. So once things are good and all roads are clear, I would love to start to resuscitate that plan of running the North Pole Marathon. Good thing about the North Pole, there's not many people there, so social distancing is okay. You see? (laughs) Exactly. And it's so cold, you have to wear a mask. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not too. Congratulations on what you've done. Thanks very much for raising money for those charities and yeah, keep on fighting the fight. And I know uh, I was having a look. You, you've got a backup buddy. They're all up there. If you just do a search, you can find all of those details. So I'm assuming you'll put another one up, right? Yes.
Absolutely. All right. Just do a search for Nonto Mgabi, South African marathon runner, inspirational lady. She did seven days, seven marathons on seven continents, as you heard. Plenty more planned ahead. Just do a search for Nonto Mgabi, M-G-A-B-H-I. If you do a search for her, all those details come up.